I have traveled a lot in my life uh, yeah. to over 30 nations, but uh, the the ministry that we have now, there are five of us leading it. It's called Women in Community, and I'm the founder of it. Um, and so that is our vision, is to equip women to walk in their full inheritance in Jesus. Welcome to the Eden Podcast, where we true the verse of Genesis 3.16, and we discover that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. This is Therapy Tuesday, and I'm Bruce C.E. Fleming, Executive Director of the True 316 Foundation. And today, my co-host is Dr. Don Owsley. And Don, would you introduce our guest? Be glad to. Allow me to say your name correctly. Is it Cecilia? It's Cecilia. <laughs> it is Cecilia. Okay. Very good. Well, I wasn't too far. Um, she's uh, Cecilia is originally from Oslo, Norway. That's correct. And, I, and you are currently living in Oklahoma. Uh, you yes. have a uh, you are an owner and therapist at the Path of Hope Counseling, correct? That is correct. Still. Very good. Well, I looked you up under um, uh, psychology today, and I love how the intro to psychology today puts it. You put it, uh, obviously. Do you suffer under the effects of trauma? Do you find yourself stuck in destructive habits that undermine your life and relationships? Through EMDR, a wonderful thing. Incorporated treatment, uh, you can experience great results and safely process complex trauma to feel like yourself again. Is your marriage hanging by a thread? Has trust been broken? Many couples feel that their communication has broken down. If you and both are willing to grow, you can learn how to develop authentic communication and mutual respect and trust. If you wonder why you do the things you do, you can learn to connect the dots and grow out of those old narratives and destructive patterns. Which, uh, by the way, let me segue for a moment. You know, this is exactly the ministry that uh, Bruce and his wife have started, um, growing out of old narratives. <laughs> yes. And, uh, that's exactly what it is. So you are known not only as a, an equipped lay counselor coach, you teach coaching. Is that correct? That is correct. You're very good. And um, you help dedicated believers become, become lay counselors. Now, do they do they get a, uh, a certificate after they've completed the course? Yes. All right. And you also have a worldwide ministry. Is that true? Yeah, we have a, well, I mean, it is, I wouldn't say it's a worldwide now, but that is our vision for sure, to reach out to nations um, I I have traveled a lot in my life uh, yeah. to over 30 nations, but uh, the the ministry that we have now, there are five of us leading it. It's called Women in Community, and I'm the founder of it. Um, and so that is our vision, is to equip women to walk in their full inheritance in Jesus. And to educate them, to mentor. We have a mentoring program. Actually, we have that going on tonight. 
a mentoring program where we meet for eight weeks and really teach women their identity uh, on that first uh, lower level. We teach them uh, the identity of who they are in Jesus and their righteousness and the goodness of God. And we teach them about, um, you know, women, a little bit about women in the Bible and the examples that we have in scripture of women in ministry and also a little bit through history. Wonderful. And I think that is very, very important. Oh, so. absolutely true. Well, thanks for sharing that. And it's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Well, Cecilia, we have cro- we we have <laughs> mutual friends. You yes. even many, many years ago were involved with Kathy Krager. Tell me about what happened. Uh, you were up in Oslo together? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, can I... Do a little background story for that. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my husband and I had just moved back to Norway and we started a church there. And um, because I, you know, speak pretty fluent English, um, I was asked uh, to interpret for different American guests or speakers who would come to Norway so one of those guests, or two of them, actually, were T.L. and Daisy Osborne. Do you guys know who they are or were? Because they passed away. Yeah. They they really pioneered mass crusades and just, I mean, they changed the face of Africa in their lifetime mm-hmm. and other places. And they went all over the world, of course. But they came to Norway, and I was privileged and honored to be the interpreter for Dr. Daisy. And there was a connection there. And so she invited me to travel with her. And I was like, what? You know, me, you know, we just had a small little church. So we connected and we, um, I traveled with her. And then she had a women's conference in Tulsa where there were about 30 women uh, from all over the world, including me. We were all speaking, you know, had our little spot of speaking, but it was just an amazing experience. And then it was through Dr. Daisy that she in uh, she began to introduce all of us to Christians for biblical equality. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Krogers and and then um, Kathy and Richard Kroger were invited to Norway by a friend of mine. And again, I was asked upon to interpret, and that was quite a challenge, I tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, with all of their, um, their, you know, all of their scholarly insight and with the with the language and all of that. But yes, that was an incredible experience. She mm-hmm. was, and I love her books. I have all of them. <laughs> I'm pardon me for looking around. I don't know where I put it. Um, Joy, my wife, Dr. Joy Fleming, came home after her doctorate with a 407-page, big, heavy doctoral dissertation. And when Kathy and Richard and and Alvira saw that dissertation, they got excited and they said, Joy, would you make a major presentation in our first conference in St. Paul? So she did. And then afterwards, they said, would you... Would you condense that into something a little smaller? And yeah. so and so Joy did that. And and that came out as her book, Women and Men in the Light of Eden and yeah. uh, Theology from Genesis 2 to 3. So there was a lot of good uh, 
good seeds sown, a lot oh, of weeds, a lot of weeds yeah. pulled, you know, a lot of things. And so we're still part of that that situation. As you know, though, I, I've talked to you about this before. A couple of years ago, I, I told the Lord, I said, I got white hair now. I don't have time for a lot more. I can, is there is there one more project that you'd like me to do? And it was it was it, it wasn't out loud, but it was like out loud. And he said, Joy's dissertation. So what she did is, is she studied Genesis two and three for seven years from the Hebrew. Right. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to like if you're building a house and the window's a little bit crooked, then you need to true it up. All right. So what's happened is the tr- the translation of Genesis three sixteen is a little crooked, and we need to true oh. it up. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe it's a lot. It's quite a lot. crooked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it it's so crooked that you can't you can't open a window, you can't pull the shades. The no. window is is not functioning right. properly, and so that's that's causing us trouble. And we talk about that on the Eden podcast. Uh, yes, chance, and I have listened. Got... I have listened to several of your podcasts, and I love them. They're amazing, and I love the whole river illustration the fire on the river with the pollution right and how it has polluted everything when it comes to the relationship between women and men or women in ministry and all of that yeah and, and the way they prevented further fires is they went upstream and said where's that pollution coming from exactly and they cleaned yes. it up and then everything yeah. else got got clean so that's what we want to do we want to true the verse and then and then bless the church downstream Yes. Now let's let's get into a fun story for you. Uh, you've been an itinerant evangelist. You've done all kinds of wonderful things. But how'd that get started? How did you personally come to know Christ, Cecilia? Ooh, okay. So I did not grow up in a typical Christian home. Uh, you know, if we went to church at, during Christmas time, that would pr- probably be it. Mm. But my mother would always pray with me. And so I was exposed to God. And back then, there was actually a subject in the elementary schools in Norway that was called Christianity. (laughs) And I happened to have a beautiful born-again Christian teacher who taught us all the Bible stories. (laughs) And so I was founded in in the Bible, you know, both in the Old and the New Testament. And then as a 16 and 17 year old, I had a friend, a classmate who started sharing with me because he was, he had uh, become a Christian the day, or excuse me, the year before and began to witness to me, right? Mm -hmm. And invited me to, uh, uh, actually at the time, a Lutheran youth group and I went, and uh, through that influence, I I just asked Jesus into my heart, mm. and I asked him to make himself real to me. And I remember we went to a summer camp, and we were having our quiet hour, you know, and I sat on a big rock in the middle of a beautiful field of wildflowers in the countryside of Norway and just experienced the presence of God for the first time in a such a tangible way. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there was a calling upon my life and I knew that this, this was what I was made for. This was what I was born for Mm -hmm. and been on that quest ever since. So wow. that's how things started. But the problem was, though, that immediately I, you know, I, I 
I was a musician, have been a musician and worship leader most of my life. And um, but I knew I had more on my heart than just leading worship. Not that that is, you know, just, but I also felt a calling from God to teach and preach the word of God. The problem was that during that time, guess what? I did not see many women around me in Norway doing that. And um, that was a problem for me because during that time also, unfortunately, do you guys remember um, the shepherding movement that came out of Florida? Anyway, it was a discipleship movement where... uh, you know, the, the emphasis was a lot on authority and submission. And it just, that whole movement was probably intended well, but it kind of went awry a little bit because it resulted in a very strict hierarchy teaching in marriage, as well as, you know, listening to, uh, you know, whatever your mentor or your your leader that, that, was, that was above you. And So I, you know, having been raised in a very egalitarian home and heard that teaching for the first time, I freaked out (laughs) and I could not reconcile how God would put a woman in a subjugated position in a marriage situation or in the church. And I was like, I was, I was really, there was a lot of turmoil on the inside of me. Because not only did I see anything around me as far as women in, in real ministry or leadership, but then that teaching came in. And so that drove me to cry out to God for mentors and cry out to God for material. And amazingly, you know, even 10 years before I met Dr. Daisy, I miraculously got a hold of uh, one of their, it was called, it was like a newspaper and it was called Faith Digest. Hmm. And that particular issue was about Dr. Daisy and it was entitled, I Chose to Go. And it was all about her joining TL in ministry. And so I I wore that newspaper out to shreds. You know, it was such good news for me and it gave me so much hope. And so it was through again, then 10 years later, that was when I stood on the same platform with her. So it was like such a miracle and such a God thing uh, of you know, of sending her into my life. It was amazing. So, and that, and that is, was through her that I got exposed to all this wonderful literature, you know, that I have a huge library of at home now. Oh, good. (laughs) So God has been working in your heart and that's really great. Now, when you ask Christ in your heart, he's already given you skills, but he also gives you spiritual gifts. And I think you've already told us a little bit what that's going to be but we see you now in a counseling ministry so how did you get from there to where you are now okay with the counseling yes Mm -hmm. i as we my husband and i were traveling around you know sometimes we would or quite often we would uh you know visit churches in the united states um you know to kind of raise support and 
uh, and all of that. And we also went to Norway and did the same thing. But we would come back maybe every year to the same church. And we noticed that there were so many people that came forward, the same people that we remember ministering to the year before, Mm -hmm. you know, were stuck in basically the same problem or some variation of the same problem. Mm -hmm. And then I also, at the same time, I got, um, I was exposed to another mentor of mine by the name of Dr. James Richards, who really put uh, more of a kind of counseling spin on redemption and transformation. Mm-hmm. And so we began to study and and what um, a study about biblical transformation and biblical meditation and and we began to teach people how to really plant the word of God in their hearts so that it would begin to transform them from the inside out. And, um, you know, and then I began to write a book about that, but that kind of, uh, began to kind of, uh, guide me in the direction of, I need to study more about that. I want to, I want to be able to help people on a professional level. And so I went back to school and got my master's and started my private practice, uh, pretty quickly after that. So, what, what what kind of masters did you get? It was in um, it was at uh, what is it called? Uh, um, golly, Southern Nazarene. I had to look at my diploma up there. Southern Nazarene University, and because of the convenient program that they had, but uh, the degrees in um, marriage and family therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah, great. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Now, I, I I always ask Don as my co-host, co-host to have a, a zinger, uh, a bonus question. So I'm going to throw this to Don. Don, what, what have you got for us? Oh, I'm not hearing Don here. Let's, oh, let's... you got to unmute yourself. <laughs> my apologies. There we go. The background noise was getting too loud. Uh-huh. So, so the question would be how um, how do you reach people who, as you say, were stuck or are stuck, and in in what way? How do they come to you? Um, do you have a network and word of mouth, and then um, do you counsel just within the confines of the state? Uh, in other words, do you do, you do uh, online counseling as well? But yeah, so all of the above. I mean, people see me on Psychology Today um, uh, right this minute. Um, I am renewing my website, so that is still being loaded as we speak right now. But that should happen within the next few days. I'm hoping, um, but. Uh, which is pathofhopecounseling.com. But so people reach me through that. People, lots of word of mouth, um, lots of doctors and other professionals in the area that refer to me that I have never met. 
actually, but uh, sometimes their patients have been my clients and then they tell their doctors about me. And so I get referrals. I get referrals from churches um, and yeah. And also uh, insurance companies because they have a provider list, you know? So Hmm. yeah. And then um, what was that second question again? You basically answered it. It, it dovetailed okay. with it, you know, within networking and how people find you. And uh, yeah. And so I am only li- licensed in Oklahoma at the moment. Right. But um, I think that coming January 24, there's going to be the opportunity for, I think it's around 20 states to offer a kind of a more of a universal license oh, so right. that you can do a lot of online um counseling in those 20 states and so yeah i'm excited about that yeah good to hear excellent so don't you have don't you have a lot of competition cecilia because there's so many christian counselors out there oh well um yeah there might be but i'm kind of setting you up i i kind of think there's a shortage are there are there enough christian counselors or do you do i i don't think so i the the people that i know are all full. I am all full. Um, so I do get calls all the time. So there is such a need for this, such a need. So that's a great ministry people can aspire to and can train for and get out and get involved in. Uh, Yes. And I see such a need for this in the local church because, um, pastors are just not equipped or they don't even have time sometimes mm-hmm. to to really deal and walk alongside people who, you know, go through divorce or grief or, um, and I also f- just recently finished a book actually that's called Tools for Ministry Leaders to Help Victims of Abuse because I don't know how it is up in Minnesota, but here, uh, in Oklahoma, and I think it's pretty much all around the country, uh, the statistics of domestic abuse in the church are absolutely alarming. Yes. And and pastors are just simply not equipped. You know, they are sincere and they have compassion, I believe, but often are very um, ignorant uh, or feel very ill-equipped in how to actually deal with those situations in a way that doesn't cause further harm and trauma. So I, I did a three, I did a three year master of divinity degree and I had one course in pastoral counseling. Yeah. And my professor, you might've heard of him. He's a guy by the name of Gary Collins and he wrote a book called how to be a people helper. Yeah. And so, you know, I found that I, I thought, great. Now I know everything I need to know as a counselor, <laughs> but I never heard of anything called EMDR. So that's one of the things you do. Can you tell us what EMDR is? Okay, sure. It stands for eye move, like eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And it is actually a replication of what we do in REM sleep. Not that we sleep while we do EMDR, but a lot of people ask, do I sleep? (laughs) No. And this is not hypnosis. It's far from that. Um, But what happens in REM sleep is that we, the brain, you know, or your eyes, right? Dark back and forth. Mm 
under while you're sleeping. And it seems like the brain is using some of that stimulation to um, do a lot of connection, left, right, left, right, uh, to basically clean house every night. And that's why sleep is so important, right? And um, so there was this lady by the name of Francine uh, Shapiro, who actually found herself uh, pondering a problem in her life. And she found herself actually looking back and forth. And she noticed that she calmed down while she was doing that. Mm -hmm. And she began to, she was a psychologist and she began to study this. And of course, um, uh, you know, the story, the long or the short stories that she basically developed with other people, of course, but she developed this therapy basically for trauma. But today, of course, it's, there are hundreds of thousands of EMDR therapists all over the world now. And so we use it for almost anything. And it just seems to desensitize these traumatic incidents that people have gone through that result in depression or anxiety and relationship problems and on a host of other uh, difficulties. And so when we uh, go into these specific memories and utilize what we call the bilateral stimulation, which is bilateral to dark, two directional um, and help them process through these memories, it's like the brain begins to connect these, what we call these negative frozen neural networks with adaptive neural networks. Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden, uh, the experience of the client is that, um, is that, yeah, I, I remember this, but it's like, it doesn't have that sting anymore. It doesn't have that charge anymore. Wow. Um, and it's, almost miraculous and i yeah. i remember when i sat was on in the training and i was kind of on the client side of things sure. and uh i had a i had a real fear of going to the dentist because of a horrific uh memory from childhood with a dentist and ever since then you know i was like i turned i felt like i turned into a 6 year old girl you know when i was in the chair after EMDR, it was day, night and day, night and day for me to go to the dentist. <laughs> and so I became all believers, so to speak, at that point. Yeah. yeah. I really see God using it because it's a natural thing. It's something we do naturally every night. I call it the wiper, the windshield wiper method. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And let's go 40 different times and, and go back and forth and, and do that. Um, yeah. I have a little story. The other other day, Joy woke up and uh, she tried to get out of bed and she couldn't. She uh, she was nauseated and and she was just dizzy and she just she 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 could not turn her head. She couldn't get out of bed. Uh, we couldn't go to church. Uh, she had to cancel her clients the next day on Monday. We got into a doctor's office later on that Monday, which is pretty quick. Uh, and uh, and they said, "Oh yeah, we're going to do the." I wrote it down. Some kind of method here. The uh, this is not psychology related, but you'll, I hope you'll get the idea. This is called the Epley, the Epley maneuver. Uh, 
So apparently there's some kind of little granules that got into the, the semicircular canals and were causing dizziness for joy. And oh. it's kind of like a trombone or a French horn, the way the canals are. And so what they do is they lay you down and then they, you're 30 seconds this way and the granules kind of roll over to this part of the can. Then they move you over here and the granules get over here. And then finally you go over here and the granules work their way out. That's amazing. And when she got came home, she, I mean, she could hardly get to the office. She came home. She was fine. She got on her bicycle and she went, you know, biking around <laughs> the neighborhood. And right. I thought, this is great. This is, yeah, this is, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I thought, you know, that's kind of an example about what we're trying to do with Genesis 3.16. Oh my goodness. We're trying to manipulate people. We're saying, look, uh, Take a look at line one this way and then line two that way. Yes. Let's clean this yes. up. And it's real simple, actually. And when you're done, everything is back to natural and normal and you can function the way you ought to function. That is right. And the white you know, method, EMDR, is another yeah. one of those things, you know. Yes, absolutely. But I I I am so incredibly passionate about, you know, what I hate about patriarchy is the way that God is represented, you yeah. know, the, because today uh, I'm sure you're aware there is, I see two things uh, happening besides, you know, the, the, uh, if you will, the equality movement or what am I, you know, the egalitarian message, but uh is that there's the patriarchy message. But then on the other side, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people, a lot of them women, that are done with the whole patriarchal restrictions yeah. and are questioning their faith now because yeah. and deconstructing their faith. Yeah. And so I just see such a need to be a loud voice of what you are teaching. And I am so appreciative to your wife and to you and to Don and all of you that are speaking forth the mess this message. It has to be heard. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It starts with with Genesis 1, 2, and 3. It really does. Mm -hmm. It really does. And we've got to get this right. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, another illustration is that you know, if spacecraft, if it's if the trajectory is not absolutely minutely accurate, they're going to end up somewhere in space that is far away from the intended destination. And that's what I see what happened with with Genesis two yeah. and three. Yeah. So if we get the we get the first principles right, yeah. then then and everybody naturally goes back there. They go back to Genesis. Well, they don't realize it, but they're going back to Genesis three sixteen, and they and and Joyce says, "Look, God says, if you look at the King James, you're going to see it. God says, you're, I'm going to multiply your sorrowful toil, which, <laughs> yeah. which is which is a result of the curse on the ground. So right. He's telling her, you're going to have dirt under your fingernails, and you're going to have thorns in your palm because of the curse on the ground, which is because of the man, which has nothing yeah. to do with childbirth, right. and and you will have multiplied conception." And that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. But our, but our translations say, you will have pain in childbirth. I know. And yeah. in Africa, they said, well, we know what that means. That's a curse. And she must yeah. have been cursed because she was a stinker. And if she was a stinker, God had to keep her down. And we should keep all her daughters down. Exactly. Exactly. So and that was, yeah. 
there's there's harm that's done to people, but counselors like you can help us with the harm. Counselors like Don can help us with the harm. Theologians like Joy can help us with the message. Well, yes. together, we're going to have a good time. <laughs> you bet. You bet. We want a healthy church. We want a healthy ch- Christians. We do. Healthy marriages. Do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we need all hands on deck in this hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Yes. Well, because we're gonna the, oh. we're we're gonna have to close up here. I want to ask you yeah. more questions. We'll do it off offline, but we're gonna we're gonna thank you for this right now. So, yes. how do you pronounce your last name, Cecilia? Croissant. Croissant. Okay, so it's Cecilia Croissant, and we'll have links for you, and and people can find you, and and because uh, I like them to to know what you're doing and keep up keep up with what you're doing. I really appreciate all your ministry over the years and your friendship. We thank you so so much. So, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. All right. Bye-bye. True 316 Foundation is the home of the Eden Podcast. Join us for $3.16 a month or more. Let's true the verses on the key passages on women and men. Go to true316.com slash partner.